welcome to Healing at the Speed of Light. Every week, we discuss how laser therapy is changing healthcare and how you can benefit. Now, here is your host and founder of Laser Therapy Institute, Dr. Jason Roundtree. Well, welcome. Thank you very much for joining us today here on our Facebook live stream of Healing at the Speed of Light. Healing at the Speed of Light is our uh, patient-focused podcast to talk about light and laser therapies. Uh, Today we're talking about veterans with traumatic brain injury, and we've got a really great research study that we're going to review, talk about what light therapy really is, what traumatic brain injuries are, how light therapy can work to help the symptoms of brain injuries, uh, and, and exactly what that looks like. So thank you very much for joining us. My name is Dr. Jason Roundtree. I'm a certified medical laser safety officer and also a chiropractor. I've been doing laser therapy for a little while now, and um, we actually help to train other practitioners across the globe uh, through Laser Therapy Institute. So if you're interested in finding a laser center near you, you can go to lasertherapyinstitute.org. I'm joined by Christy, who is a certified laser tech and has done thousands of laser treatments over the years. Uh, she currently is our VP of Content Development, which means that she builds all of our online training and a lot of our digital content for our members that are uh, across the nation. And I always have to say it's through his knowledge, through your knowledge and brains that we are able to do that. And, I, I can and run the my work mouth. you do well, with the research and so. Thank you. But it's pretty easy for me to run my mouth and it's a whole other thing entirely <laughs> for somebody else to have to interpret it and do something with it. So yes, I appreciate your work. Well, I appreciate you, yours as well. So let's go ahead and jump into this study. This is uh, a really interesting study, I think, that talks about veterans with chronic traumatic brain injuries. Um, it is an open study. If you'd like to read it, I'm going to give you the title right now. It is The title of the study is Pulsed Transcranial Red Near Infrared Light Therapy Using Light Emitting Diodes Improves Cerebral Blood Flow and Cognitive Function in Veterans with chronic traumatic brain injury, a case series. And we'll put this in the show notes so that they can <laughs> reread that. Yeah, we'll give you a link you can just click. Because <laughs> if you have to type all that into your, into your Google there, that'll, that'll be a little rough. Um, uh, you've seen, if, you've seen, if you've seen The Office, um, mm-hmm. uh, the one scene where Michael Scott talks about a, a really good headline, and it just goes on and on and on and on and on. <laughs> That's what this one felt like, but it is very descriptive too, so we'll break that down in a minute. But anyway, this was uh, published in Photobiomodulation, Photomedicine, and Laser Surgery uh, back in 2019. Um, So really a pretty recent study, not the most recent we have, but still this is one of our building blocks as we look at the possibilities of treating traumatic brain injuries with light. So um, just to, to break down that title briefly, let's go to the end of it. So it's a case series. A case series is not really like a a double-blinded study you know that you'd need to do for medications and things like that that we really like to see Mm -hmm. for laser therapy studies Mm -hmm. a case series is more like a hey here's some things that we did with these patients we treated them this way and here's what we saw so it is not just the most bomb-proof study but there's a lot in here that's really good so definitely wanted to bring it around the next piece up from the tail end of the of the title is chronic traumatic brain injury Mm -hmm. meaning that it wasn't something recent you know, it's been going on for a long time. Mm-hmm. The next piece is they talk about cognitive function and cerebral blood flow. The cognitive function, of course, is how well the brain works, and cerebral blood flow is how much blood is getting to these different areas of the brain, right? In this case, they use light emitting diodes, 
not lasers, but LEDs and lasers both produce uh, very similar types of light. Uh, they can produce very similar types of light. Lasers tend to be a little bit more um, efficient for clinicians to use. However, there are definitely upsides to uh, LED use as well, so not to put down LEDs at all. Well, it's something that's more doable at home if that's exactly. something to be done. Yes, very, very high-power lasers uh, can be very safe, but they always have eye risks, mm -hmm. as LEDs do not. So, um, you know, right there, if you're going to be giving somebody something to use at home, an LED is easier to give them and know mm -hmm. that it's going to be fine, mm -hmm. um, rather than, you know, like a $60,000 Class 4 right. Super Pulse laser. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. The last bit of this title that we're still breaking down here <laughs> is that they used red and near-infrared light that was pulsed. Mm -hmm. This is visible red and then invisible infrared light. And then it was pulsed, meaning that they flashed it rather than just having it turned on steadily the whole time. Mm -hmm. Okay, so now we've gotten through the title. Phew. Let's, let's get a little <laughs> bit more information here. So what is a traumatic brain injury? A traumatic brain injury is when you, know, you have brain damage due to impact or blast. Um, NIH says that it may or may not include loss of consciousness. Symptoms are headache, fatigue, dizziness, confusion, ear ringing or tinnitus a bad taste in your mouth, sleep disorders, memory problems, recall, attention, so many things. Very, very, very broad um, amount of symptoms that can go along with traumatic brain injury. And, and in a lot of cases, each case is very, very different. Mm -hmm. Depending on the injury, depending on how long ago it was, how severe it was, and, and then the person's genetic makeup, which portions of the brain are damaged. I mean, you can have, you know, 15 TBI patients sitting in front of you um, and they will every single case be very different right so well and the way the injury happened is mm -hmm. so varied yes so. yeah so that that's that's traumatic brain injuries now uh, traumatic brain injuries in veterans is a kind of more specific case here mm -hmm. so uh, we'll go to the study here they say the incidence of traumatic brain injury has grown over the past decade among returning soldiers Traumatic brain injuries have been recognized as the signature wound of the Iraq and Afghanistan wars. Rates of depression, anxiety, and psychological symptoms are markedly elevated in traumatic brain injury survivors. So, we know that in a lot of cases, uh, armored vehicles especially are more resilient to, to damage, and a lot of the folks that have been injured in these, in these, in these fights have been blast concussion-related mm -hmm. traumatic brain injuries. They may not have a visible bleeding wound, right? but the blast injury can be very, very severe, even if somebody is, is partially shielded. Mm -hmm. And so we saw a lot of vets that were surviving things that maybe in wars past they wouldn't have, but they're coming away with some injuries now that, um, that have some serious psychological impact. Right, right. As far as treatment goes, they say that current treatment for traumatic brain injury is focused on pharmacotherapy and cognitive rehabilitation therapy. They say the residual cognitive and psychological impairments from traumatic brain injury show minimal response to these interventions. So meds and you know, cognitive rehab therapy, counseling, things like that. So not to diminish the importance of, of good therapy and counseling, but when you're working with brain damage 
the brain has to work around damaged areas. So the very best you're going to get with some of these cognitive and, and medication-based therapies is some symptomatic um, you know, adaptations in the brain mm-hmm. because you're not really addressing some of the damage. Some of the damage that we talk about really is decreased blood flow to different regions of the brain as a result of the impact, the scarring, and so forth. So that means that you've got physical changes that happen in the brain that we're trying to address through things like anti-inflammatories and, and counseling. And those can be important, especially mm-hmm. the counseling side, um, but we're not necessarily changing the, the, the damage to the brain. I can tell you've got a thought. I do, but <laughs> it's not formulating, so I'll just let you keep Fair enough. Going. Just interrupt me if it pops yeah. up. Yeah. yeah. So it is difficult to address and even to assess these, these mm-hmm. changes in the brain. They go on to say in the study that photobiomodulation therapy, or light therapy, has demonstrated positive effects on traumatic brain injury in humans and animal models. And the way that works is fairly complicated so hang with me for just a minute while i get somewhat technical because if you want to know how completely non-invasive light is supposed to do anything how shining basically a fancy flashlight on your head is supposed Mm -hmm. to do anything this is the exact breakdown of what we think is happening they say the postulated mechanism of action for photobiomodulation is the release of nitric oxide from hemoglobin in red blood cells nitric oxide synthase lining the capillary endothelial cells and cytochrome c oxidase within mitochondria increasing adenosine triphosphate production or atp production nitric oxide both activates the cyclase to trigger vasodilation and stimulates angiogenesis through the process of photobiomodulation nitric oxide increases reactive oxygen species anti-inflammatory molecules and neuroprotective factors. You made it. Good job. So um, (laughs) those are the really, really fine building blocks approach here to what happens when you have light, which is an energy form, right? Mm -hmm. When you have light that is absorbed by these different parts of the cells, Mm -hmm. these are the things that happen. It stimulates more blood flow. It stimulates the building of new blood vessels. And when we're talking about traumatic brain injury, that's really how you fix Mm -hmm. traumatic brain injury and when I say fix of course I'm not saying we're curing anything what I'm saying is you're changing things back more towards the way they are supposed to be and I can just hear people listening say well how do you get through the bone how do you get through the skull yes and it does I mean the light Mm -hmm. does penetrate through the bone yes they actually say in here that near-infrared light in particular has been demonstrated to penetrate the human skull in multiple studies. So um, that may seem odd, but think mm-hmm. about this. If, you take a, if you're in a dark room, you take a flashlight and you put it on one side of your hand, can you see light? You, you can. Absolutely, right? Mm-hmm. So that means that visible light is going through your hand, making it all the way to your eye mm-hmm. so that you can sense it. Right. Now, near-infrared light is actually invisible light, which is weird to think about, light being invisible, Mm -hmm. but it absolutely is um, a a very real light source. We just can't see it. We just can't see it. It, Yeah, yeah. (coughs) There's some animals that can pick up um, Mm near-infrared light, Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, there's cameras that can pick up Mm near-infrared light, but 
you can phys if you get one of these near infrared cameras, you can physically see like the the near infrared light going straight through the bone, straight through the tissues, which is it's just so fascinating. It, it's very interesting. <laughs> now we're not cooking anything or no. heating things up at no. all. No. In fact, a lot of times there's really minimal heat or no mm -hmm. heat with these photobiomodulation treatments. Um, so that's not the action here. It's, it's the actual light itself. Think about how your body will create vitamin D. It'll synthesize vitamin D from going out in sunlight, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So we know light can do things within the body and this is just the right kind of light right. directed in the right way to try and get this, this brain uh, damage reversal. Which is really fascinating, exciting, and you know what we're reading and hearing it's absolutely possible yes and, so. and this is only one of uh, dozens of studies so mm -hmm. right um we're, we'll be bringing more of these around um this is just the one we kind of settled on today but mm -hmm. there's a lot of studies out here so this is just one example now in this particular study they did mm -hmm. they took 12 veterans between the ages of 21 and 55 the minimum time since the last reported brain injury was 18 months so they did that because they said they wanted to uh, rule out um, that any improvement would not be attributable to the brain's natural healing process, which mm -hmm. can occur up to 18 months following traumatic brain injury. So yeah. um, they didn't want to have that kind of the body's own recovery coloring the results. Right. That's not right. to say you can't treat people that are within 18 months of a traumatic brain injury. You can treat them anytime as and long as there's not a bleed. Maybe expedite the, the healing process. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. Mm -hmm. But if it's been a year or two or three since a traumatic brain injury and you're still dealing with the symptoms and the problems of it, hope is not lost. Right. So I'll read on. Please do. <laughs> um, in this case, I thought it was worth bringing a few factors about these particular 12 vets. Um, there are mm -hmm. multiple different mechanisms of injury for these guys. So, um, and they're all males, so I can say guys. Okay. But um, uh, in this case, the traumatic brain injuries are spread, spread out um, sometimes as old as 1985. Others more recent. And again, this study was in 2019. You know, mm -hmm. so some of these were very, very aged. And that was going to be a question I had is, you know, how long can you start how long away yeah evidently you know Quite 20, 20 years 30 yeah, years 30 yeah years. um so uh some of these guys had multiple ied blasts uh one slipped on an airstrip and had a head impact with loss of consciousness uh several of them had football related co concussions repeated concussions uh there's mountain biking accidents bull riding uh several mo uh, motor vehicle accidents a uh, high-speed boating accident, uh, wrestling, all these, you know, mm -hmm. a, a lot of varied mm -hmm. and different sources of brain injury. So not just one thing. One was a helicopter crash. I mean, it's just all kinds of things. So, so yeah, um, kind of a, a, a very, uh, well, a varied history mm -hmm. on, on mm -hmm. these guys and their, and their actual causes of, of traumatic brain injury. So... Um, they, they pulled this history from these guys and then they did a, a SPECT scan where they can look at the blood flow to the brain and they used a, uh, a radiologist and a neurologist to look at these scans and actually verify that these guys had brain changes associated with these traumatic brain injuries. So it wasn't just you know medical records or, or the, the participants who reported it, they were actually seeing 
the um, the changes okay. in the brain due to the traumatic brain injury. So what they did is they, they got these guys in and they treated them um, with LEDs in the red and infrared spectrum. Mm -hmm. They did 20-minute treatment sessions three times a week for six weeks, so a total of 18 sessions. And the, um, the light was a very, very low-intensity red-infrared combo with a total of 7.7 .7 joules per centimeter squared. So that's, that's energy density delivered to the entire head, and they did the entire brain. Some yeah. studies only do one section, mm -hmm. um, where they'll target just certain areas. In this right. study, they just did the, just whole, thing. the whole thing. Whole thing. Um, average uh, power density was 6.4 milliwatts per centimeter squared, which is very, very low. Um, and uh, the colors they used were visible red at 629 nanometers and invisible near infrared at 850 nanometers. And they pulsed the light at mm -hmm. three different frequencies. 73, 587, and 1175 hertz. Hmm. Those are, if you ever heard of Nogier, Nogier, Nogier frequencies, whatever that is, um, there's some um, kind of alternative medicine kind of frequencies. So I thought it was interesting they selected these with mm -hmm. really no other, um, no other studies that have been really done with those. Okay. But they wanted to go with pulse, and that's what they picked. The, my my problem with that is that they did all three of those frequencies on all these guys. They didn't try, you know, one on three and a different frequency on three others, you know, or mm -hmm. anything like that. Just so, to see how it would vary. Yeah, so mm -hmm. we really don't know how this worked. Was mm -hmm. it, you know, would it have been better to have been constantly on continuous wave? Would it have been better at 2 hertz or mm -hmm. 10 or 50? We don't mm -hmm. know. We don't know if, if there's a difference between these frequencies either. So, um, but that's what they did. So 18 total sessions over six weeks, right? Uh, it took about 20 minutes to deliver. And then they also measured, of course, blood flow um, into the brain once they were done, as well as going through some of the neurological tests. Mm -hmm. So uh, let me get to my page here. What they found is that all 12 participants achieved improvement in 14 out of 15 neuropsychological parameters and eight of the 12 demonstrated improvement in regional cerebral blood flow on the, on the study. So, you know, not a huge, you know, not 100% of them showed that increase in blood flow. And um, the, 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 the 14 out of 15 neuropsychological parameters, that is good, um, but it wasn't a massive increase in improvement. It was significant, but it wasn't quite what, um, it wasn't quite what I would expect and look okay. for. So, very exciting. We got mm -hmm. some improvement, especially in these guys who have had some brain injuries for over 30 years. Right. Um, yeah, which is so it's a big deal. So this is really exciting, but I think there's a lot more still that we're going to learn about mm -hmm. how to deliver the best kind of treatment, um, what that really looks like, what kind of expectations we should have. But I think the takeaway here is that, you know, using light therapy for brain injuries can truly change those brain injuries well and over not just you don't have to hit it immediately it, if you realize over time that this is still an issue that there is still hope and you don't have to give up yes you know pursue it yeah <laughs> why not right non-invasive it's not invasive there are no there are no safety concerns here is it's completely safe um uh, just one quick story we we had a guy must have been a couple years ago now, but he had um, a, a, a brain injury, 
And the doctors just kept going, well, you're going to get better. Just let it, just let yourself get better. You don't need to do anything, you know, just, you know. And um, about a year after the injury, he went in to get his checkup and they go, okay, well, you're done. That's, that's as good as you're going to get. And he was like, well, well, I thought you said I was going to get better. I said, oh, yeah, but now you're past that window. Mm. So that's this is just what you have. And he's like, well, why didn't I do something before? And they're like, oh, well, there's nothing you can do. Mm. And he was coming to us, you know, and this is another two years down the road. And he had mm-hmm. some great improvements. Had some very good improvements really rapidly. Wow. So um, just because somebody told you, well, you're hopeless at this point, just because it's been a year or three or 20 or 30 mm-hmm. doesn't mean that things can't be improved. There's definitely a possibility for most people with brain injury. It may not be 100%, mm-hmm. but even improvement is good. Oh, absolutely. You know, why not? Yeah, it's... There's hope. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If, if you've got memory concerns or, or like attention and recall concerns, even even a 20% change, an improvement there, is a huge quality of life change for mm-hmm. people that are suffering with this. Right. Um, and especially since it can be pretty inexpensive and it can be, you know, done easily and it seems to have lasting results as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, all that is really good mm-hmm. to consider if you're thinking about brain injury and treatment. Do keep in mind, it's not one and done. No. These guys had 18 treatments over six weeks to see, you know, improvements um, that were significant. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe they would have gone on to have even more improvements if they'd, keep, if they'd kept going. You know, we have to stop the study at some point. But, right. But uh, that's, that's kind of my takeaways. Definitely consider light therapy if you're dealing with brain injuries. And definitely understand that it will take some time. It will happen gradually, um, but that by the time you're six weeks, eight weeks, however long down the path there, you should be seeing some good changes. You really right. should. And the, one, the folks around you probably should be seeing changes as well. It's always worth a, a consult. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. If you're looking for a laser therapy clinic, you can go to lasertherapyinstitute.org, click on the tab labeled clinics, and hopefully you can find somebody near you. If you're having trouble with that, Send us an email, info at lasertherapyinstitute.org. We like to try and connect patients with light therapy providers because this works so well. Everyone deserves to have access to it. Definitely. Thanks for joining Thank you. Subscribe to this weekly podcast for more great information. Find a certified laser therapy clinic near you at lasertherapyinstitute.org. If you're a healthcare provider, check out our practitioner-focused Laser Therapy Institute podcast. Thanks for listening.